me propose this. Instead of resolutions, is 2021 the year of habit creating? Many of us set goals and resolutions last year. Those goals can be homeownership, grad school, traveling, anything that really requires an investment. And for most of us, those goals got cast away by the events of COVID-19. So it turns out notice with the current year that instead of making huge goals and huge resolutions, we're creating smaller habits throughout the day, things that we can't control. Habits can be created over time and happen little by little, whereas New Year's resolutions are more about drastic change. So here we go. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about habits. You're listening to the Budget Babe Podcast. This is Ella, and I'm here to talk about living your best life without breaking your bank. Welcome back to the Budget Babe Podcast. As always, I'm so excited that you are tuning in, and I'm so excited about what I'm going to share with you today. So today's episode comes from two books that I'm reading And they're both revolved around habits. So the first is Badass Habits by Jen Sincero. She's one of my favorite, favorite self-improvement writers. And the second is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And both of these books are books that I'm reading in two different book clubs that I'm in. And this leads me to believe that one of the trends for 2020 is about creating habits instead of making huge resolutions and huge plans, because we all know what happens when you make huge plans. Right before 2020, we all had huge goals, big plans for traveling. I had plans to go to grad school. We all had certain things that we planned out, and they were taken out by a global pandemic. So creating a habit is creating something that's going to last, and it's going to do something that's going to better your life. So To elaborate on this, I will use an example of how that I'm creating. So I have a goal of increasing balance and flexibility. And I do this for my dance practice. And I'm also going skiing, hopefully crossing my fingers. Um, Next month, I'll be going skiing. So to accommodate these goals, I've been practicing yoga. And what I learned from this practice is I want to get into the habit of doing more yoga. And the more yoga I do, the more balance I have, the more strength I have, and the more flexible I get. But to create that habit of doing yoga, I focus on the end goal that I want. I focus on what I want, flexibility, but I also focus on how this habit makes me feel. And I identify myself as a yogi. So a yogi is someone that practices yoga all the time. Here I am. I call myself a yogi. What would a yogi do? A yogi would get up every morning and do some yoga. And that's what I do. I've been doing every single day this year in 2021 so far is I've been getting up every single morning earlier, giving myself 30 minutes on average time to practice, to stretch, to do my planks, to test my strength and balance, and then hopefully just create those goals to become someone that's more flexible, balanced, just an overall more in shape person. Now, naturally being a budget oriented podcast, let's look at where your finances relate in terms of creating habits. So some habits I recommend doing, are you looking at your bank statements every day? Or in this case, logging into your bank app every day, seeing what's coming out and what's going in. 
Um, what areas are you spending in that you think you can cut back on? Are you ordering a lot of Postmates? Are you spending a lot of money on makeup, on, you know, quote unquote, self-care? Self-care does not have to be expensive. Sometimes self-care looks like massages, getting your hair done, getting pampered. Self-care can be going out for a walk. So just keep that in mind. What can you replace of what you're buying? Maybe instead of going out to eat so much, you go ahead and buy food to prepare instead. Instead of going out drinking, maybe you get wine. Instead of spending money on transportation, maybe make a goal to meet somewhere, limit what you're drinking while you're going out. Just finding those places that you're spending, where your habits are, what you're spending, and finding ways to conquer that. Um, do you find yourself accumulating things? I know, you know, I've adopted the minimalist lifestyle. So the minimalist lifestyle, I do not buy clothing pieces that I don't necessarily need or pieces that I cannot wear over and over and over and over again. I, also with makeup, I don't experiment with makeup as much. I just buy the makeup that I need. And then just working from home has given me the luxury of giving my pores a break. I even post photos of myself without makeup, just the right lighting that does the trick for me. And a lot of bad habits, you know, that come from not managing your money and not being conscientious about spending is 78% of Americans, they live paycheck to paycheck. And that can be due to the habits of not managing money or getting into the habit of living above their means instead of letting themselves live beneath their means and finding contentment with what they have. So if you don't get into the habit of managing your money, building that up every single day, your money's going to own you. And habits as said in Atomic Habits that I'm reading, can take time to create. So just keep working at it every single day, monitoring it. Use that Every Dollar app, the Clarity app, whatever it is that you do to manage money. And then you're going to be a money machine. You're going to be somebody that takes ownership of their money. You can call yourself frugal if you want to get comfortable telling people, hey, no, I'm frugal. Or you're a cash is queen kind of person instead of credit card person. Identify somebody that has ownership over their money. And eventually you're going to get into better habits of owning your money. So I'll talk about credit cards for a moment because I have a funny story with this. But I know when it comes to credit cards that I am not alone when it comes to really pushy sales reps pushing credit cards on me. So it's not their fault. And I hope you all know this. I know they know this. It's not their fault. They are told by management they have to get so many a day. And if they get in the habit of getting five a day, okay, let's raise it to 10 a day. There's just no limit. They always want more. These companies want more. But when you get and you talk to a really persistent sales rep, that persistence can be, well, it can be annoying. And due to the signage I saw when going to the store on Saturday, I was well aware that this $10 sweater and $7 shoes that I purchased that I could save 35% off, you know, this $20 purchase if I opened up a credit card. Okay, well, she asked me the first time. I said, no thanks, I don't do credit cards. Well, you know, this credit card you can pay off and this credit card you always save money with. I said, no, a second time. Well, those of you who know me, after she asked me a third time and said, well, why don't you just get one, apply for one and just turn around and pay it off? Well, you can imagine, my answer to this was a bit lengthy and exasperated, to be honest. I just let her know that, you know, when I worked retail, I didn't do a store credit card because I know firsthand that when somebody's pitching a credit card to you, they pitch that credit card because they want to create habits in you. They pitch that credit card because they know it can creates consumer loyalty, which 
I have consumer loyalty to the store without getting the credit card. But when they pitch this credit card to you, they know you're not going to be as conscientious about using that credit card if it's not money that's currently in your bank account. You're using that store's money. And that store's money ends up being money that you owe plus some after that bill comes. Or even if you do turn around and pay it off, you're still probably going to come up with a time where you buy something you really don't need or make an impulse buy because you have that store credit card. These companies know that. If you think you're winning with credit cards, well, you might, but somehow these banks and these companies that provide these cards have huge buildings in the nicest part of town. They have you know, employees who make really good salaries, make a really good living for themselves. That's not because people are spending money that they currently have in their bank accounts. Just keep that in mind. Another thing to keep in mind with store credit cards is a lot of them are around 20% to 30% interest. That is not worth that one-time saving or a couple times saving that you make when using that credit card. So yeah, that's my soapbox that I'm going to get on. And that's basically the same spiel that I gave to the cashier at Kohl's. So I just thought I'd share the love with you guys as well. Um, the reason I also say this is because I notice a lot of my friends, and just one more thing with this, that are frequent travelers like myself, but I have a lot of friends who get caught up in airline credit cards or specific hotel credit cards. Well, again, if they have an airline credit card or card to that specific hotel, what are they going to do? They're only going to go to that airline or that specific hotel. The thing is that I've learned as a frequent traveler myself is that if I research the deals, use sites like TravelZoo, Hopper, just look at what the prices are one by one or look at what the specials each company is offering airline-wise. If I stay in an Airbnb, I do have a, a Hilton Diamond account and that's mainly because I used to travel a lot for work and I accumulated points that way. But realistically, yeah, you can get one or two stays. You can get some free stays about that, save some money. But that's when I wasn't spending my own money. But here's here's the case in point. Those companies that have their specific credit card, whether it's the airlines credit card or the hotel credit card, you're probably not saving. You're actually, you're really not saving money just by taking advantage of the quote unquote rewards program. You would actually save more money if you would do research on those deals and do research on where you want to go and plan accordingly. Just paying with cash. Sometimes companies will even give you a discount if you're paying with cash. Even rental car companies, yeah, you're required to have a credit card if you have a rental car. But guess what? Every time I rent a car, I'll put it on my credit card and then I say, hey, can we go ahead and put this transaction the final price on my debit card? Sure, no problem. In fact, National actually has my debit card information saved for that reason. But yeah, that's that's a big thing. Um, a lot of people get in the habit of using credit cards because they think they're accumulating points with credit cards. They think they're winning with credit cards. But realistically, credit cards are winning over them. The habit I suggest getting into is spending the money that you do have so you don't have to pay for it later. Even if you know that income is coming, you have to pay for it later. That just gives you less ownership of the money that's in your bank account. If you do have to use a credit card, which I know, you know, we're all human. We want to build up our credit score. Never charge more than what you can pay back. And that means money that you're getting paid in the following week. So let's say you're getting paid Friday and you want to get, let's say you just got to stop and get gas somewhere. 
go ahead and use a credit card, pay for gas. And then as soon as you get that statement, pay it right back with a check that you get Friday and say it's on a Monday. But, you know, if you want to keep the credit card active, I totally understand. They say keep it less than 30%. I say keep it less than that. You can even use it for small purchases and continue to pay it off. That's why you continue to have an account. But if you are chasing a high FICA score, know that Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, they're businesses as well. So they want you to check with them what they say, how you spend. They... I mean, again, they're for profit companies. So don't fool yourself into thinking that they're there to help you. So when you do spend money or what you need to look at it as your cash flow is always going to be more more important than your FICO score. So don't let the chasing of a FICO score get you into a habit of spending money you don't have. That's the bottom line. Don't chase a FICO score to where you're spending money that you don't have. Instead, manage the money that you do have. If you're getting ready to buy a house or a car, I know for a fact there are ways to buy a house without a FICO score. If you're getting ready to buy a car, you can save cash for that. Or, you know, financing your car, if you have a good payment history with your other bills or the car, they can find a way to get you a good financing rate. And again, having a good FICO score is good for you. It's great to have a nice FICO score, but don't let that be the end goal because the end goal, when you go chasing that FICO score, you could really do a lot of damage to yourself by putting yourself in debt. So the other habits that you're going to want to create around managing the balance in your checking account is know that, again, that was the first one. This one, first one I had written down, knowing that credit cards are not your money. They just become... There's somebody else's money and you're paying that back and then some. And then we'll go back to the other habit. What I said earlier is just identifying yourself into the habits that you want to create. Don't be afraid to call yourself frugal. Ask yourself how a frugal person would spend. Affirm to yourself every day. Hey, I'm frugal. I am good with money. I'm excellent with money. I always get the most out of every purchase. I am someone that stays ahead of my bills. Affirm that to yourself every day. Be that kind of person that checks your bank account statement. I know you check your Facebook every day. If you have social media, if you there's some app that you check every single day. Make sure your bank is one of them. Download an app like Clarity or Every Dollar to where you manage your money, know exactly what's coming in, what's going out. Even if you have a surplus of money or if you are expecting a bonus or commission, it's always healthy to have a plan for every dollar that you spend. It's also a good idea to make sure you have a surplus you're probably going to have a bill that's higher than normal. I know a lot of my friends and I have higher electric bills because National Electric Service, they use Christmas lights as an excuse, but I found out that Christmas lights really don't use that much more money. They just jack up everybody's electric bill in January. Uh, Metro Water, they're increasing the bills. There's a huge property tax increase right now in Nashville. People that own homes get this really unexpected expense out underneath them. They live in Davidson County. Uh, just... I think in the next few years, just studying economics, I think that there's going to be inflation. And that's not saying anything about government or anything about different policies and procedures. I don't talk about that on my show, but there's going to be inflation. So you want to be prepared for that. Maybe be prepared to ask for a raise, a cost of living adjustment if your company offers it. But just make sure you're taking ownership of your money. So your ownership, your ownership, your money is not taking ownership over you. The best way that I find to make money management a good habit is the goals that I have around money are the goals that make me happy. I want to take a trip by the end of the year. 
saving up for that and being able to pay for everything with cash. I just want to focus on that good feeling that's going to bring me. Now, if you're in a really tight budget, maybe focus on the fact of being ahead of your bills. Focus on that and how happy that's going to make you. So you can make budgeting fun if you make it an everyday habit and focus on what, how having that habit, having those goals, having ownership of your money, focus on how it's going to make you feel. That way you're most likely to come out ahead and it's not even going to feel like a habit. It's going to, or it's not even feel like a task. It's going to be a habit. It's going to be just like you check your social media, your email. It's going to be something that you just do every single day when you check on your money. Also finding ways to make more money. If you want to make that a habit, if you have a side hustle, if you have an Etsy store, whatever it is that you bring an extra income, find that as a habit. Have fun doing it. Have fun along the way. That's something that Gabby Bernstein always says. When you have something in your life that you want to create more of, just have fun along the way. So I'm going to leave you with that. I know this is a short episode, but that was what my latest inspiration was. I am looking forward to some more interviews that I have in the coming year. Again, I do want to use this podcast as a way to promote other people, some of their pursuits, whether it's starting their own business, whether it's their story around money. But again, if you've got something you want to offer and you would like to be a guest on the show, please let me know. I would love to interview. And just again, thank you for listening. And I hope you have found a lot of value in this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourself in the stories that I told. And most of all, I just want you to feel inspired to create better habits in 2021 for your finances and beyond. Hey again, it's Ella from Budget Babe Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you would leave a review, letting me know what you think. Also, feel free to follow me on Instagram, Ella Konomic, E-L-L-A-C-O-N-O-M-I-C. I would love to connect with you and hear what you think. Thanks again.